recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZED Games AU. This is Zed Games. I'm your host tonight, and joining me in the studio is Django. Yay! Yes, yay indeed. That's what we all like to do. Uh, how are you doing this week? I am very tired. I am not fully with it, but I am here. I I am also tired. I have still only sort of beginning of this week recovered from the sickness oh, yeah. that kept me away a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, which basically, basically, I had I had salmonella. Oh. <laughs> So uh, no. it didn't stop me gaming, though. No, no that's no. good. That's good. Yeah, I got stopped from gaming for about two, three weeks. Yeah. Um, and then I, like, just marathon, well, manically played Pokemon this week. <laughs> you got you to get through enough to be able to talk about it. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I've, been, I've been playing, well, I've been playing Oli Oli World that we started the show with. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been playing Grapple Dog, which... Um, uh, maybe I'll talk about more in the end, depending on how much time is left. Yeah, uh, I showed some new friends one of my all-time favorite games, which uh-huh. is Roombo First Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't the sequel coming the out? The sequel is coming out soon? this year. Don't know the timeline of that. I don't know either, but I will be getting my grubby little hands on it. <laughs> I um, I love trying to find local music, and I found um. This game coming out in a couple of weeks, uh, made in Sunshine Coast, Bouncy Boy. Bouncy it's like, Boy. Oh, it's, it's got a little bit of a vibe. I don't know. I contact it's a sing, it's a soul dev, and I look at his press page, and he um he's holding a guitar. So I just email him and say like, look, from my internet sleuthery, I see you holding a guitar. So did you also do the music for your own game? Ah, it's not really radio appropriate. It's just sort of small small yeah. loops. It's not really songs, but um, you know. Holds a guitar, must be a musician. It's in there. I, got, <laughs> I also then found his his devlog talking about writing the music for the game. So that okay, worked yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's nice good, guy. That's good. That's good. Anyway, tonight we tonight. have we have things. We do. Uh, we uh, start with the news, uh, which we'll jump into in a second, and then uh, you have a review for us. I uh, yeah. For for Pokemon. And what's the second word? Legends. And the, <laughs> the other word in the title. After after the colon, <laughs> after the colon, after the colon is Arceus. I, I believe it's Arceus. After the colon, after the colon, yeah, yes. Uh, and then we'll also be having a blast from the past. Elliot will be reviewing uh, Tie the Tasmanian Tigers re-release, mm. uh, which is which is a groove to be done. But for now, the news. Let's do some news. This week in gaming news, Lost Ark on top of the charts. The new fantasy MMO by Smilegate has reached over 1.32 million concurrent players on Steam over their launch weekend. This makes Lost Ark the second highest concurrent peak in Steam history. Second only to PUBG Battlegrounds. It's a pretty impressive feat for a new title beating out the likes of Counter-Strike Global Offensive and Dota 2. Originally, Lost Ark was released back in South Korea in 2019 and has been brought over to the Western audience by Amazon Games. Currently, Smilegate have said, We're blown away by the number of players that have joined us in Lost Ark since our launch on Friday. Ark Asia is filled to the brim with eager players, so we're working as quickly as possible to set up an entirely new region of servers in Europe. 
The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit for sale. The rights, that is. And not just to the video games. Variety reported recently that the current owner, Saul Zance Co., has decided to sell its Tolkien holdings, thus giving up merchandising, movie, video game, and live event rights. This includes all titles from J.R.R. Tolkien. This selling of rights happens to come just in time for Amazon to officially announce its long-awaited television series called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Middle-earth is a very popular place for game developers over the years, with many spin-offs and lore link-ins. There are also many projects in the works revolving around the Lord of the Rings franchise. Only time will tell who snaps up the rights to J.R.R. Tolkien, with properties expected to sell for a minimum $2 billion. Anti-gay law stops Russian fans from The Sims expansion. Developers of The Sims have decided to not sell their latest expansion, My Wedding Stories, in Russia. Russia has strict anti-LGBTIQ gay propaganda laws. In this latest expansion of The Sims, players are allowed to create their dream wedding, or a catastrophe. All the marketing for this latest expansion features a lesbian couple of colour, Camille and Dominique, as they plan their big day. EA have said in an announcement... As we moved through our development and brand storytelling process, we became aware that the way we wanted to tell Cam and Dom's story would not be something we could freely share around the world. We are steadfast in upholding that commitment by shining a light on and celebrating stories like Dom and Cam's. So we have made the decision to forego the release of My Wedding Stories, where our storytelling would be subject to changes because of federal laws. This week in gaming releases. On February 17th, Assassin's Creed The Ezo Collection comes to Switch, King of Fighters 15, The Sims 4 My Wedding Stories DLC, Total War Warhammer 3 comes out on PC. On February 18th, Horizon Forbidden West comes out on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. On February 22nd, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen, Ghosts, Soul Cresta, Tiny Combat Arena, on February 23rd, Edge of Eternity Cloud version comes to Switch, and Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster comes out on PC. That's all this week in gaming news. Thank you for that ease. There's a little bit of news. Uh, we've got a little bit else Extra news as well. Uh, sort of more general community warning. Uh, and by that, you've got, <laughs> you got a little over a year. Yeah. Um, so Nintendo was closing down the eShop for Wii U and 3DS. Yep. Uh, I don't have that the shouldn't dates. really come as a surprise, though. No, they did the same thing with the Wii. Um, and also what it means is what this shutting down is your ability to purchase new things. Yeah. You can still download things that you have previously purchased. Um, and you won't be able to download free things anymore um, unless you've previously put them on your account. Um, so, yeah, it'll be later this year you won't be able to use add with a credit card anymore. And then a few months after that you can't add with a card anymore. And if it closes and you've still got money that money is still on your account that you can use on like the Switch shop and everything yeah. anyway. So it's a sad fact of modern things. Oh, as, yeah. Well, yeah. as technology becomes redundant, so yeah. too will yeah. the shop. How long will people keep that? Because, you know, there's often licensing involved as well yeah. for the pay- and keeping the payment and the security up. And they just, you know, I bet the sales on the Wii U shop are quite low. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet weekly it's in the maybe the double digits. Um, it's kind of like a, if you've ever got a, any look into um, 
uh, you know, GOG, previously oh, Google yeah, Games. Yeah. I've had people that have released on there and they're like, yeah, it took us, you know, a bit of work to get it on there and we sold 12 copies. Yeah. Um, and it's like, Jesus, it's yeah. it's hard. And I, I'm a big supporter of um, GOG, but... Yeah, it is unfortunate that it's if it's not a popular store, no, uh, it costs a lot of money to keep something running that you're not really getting money out of. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean everyone has closed down previous stores at some point. They're getting better at it though. But Nintendo is always going to lag at least a few generations behind when well, it comes to online Nintendo infrastructure. Can. Because they know that we'll just keep coming. They make money at f- hand over fist. Yeah. I think over Christmas uh, in the UK, the number one selling game was Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. Um, which is not just a four-year-old on the on the uh, on um the Switch. Yeah, it's a Wii U game. Yeah, so it's actually an eight-year-old game at this point. I Older think. Than that, isn't I it? think yeah, because I because they've also got the DLC coming out. I think when that completes, that'll be its tenth anniversary. Yeah, and that completes next year. Um, but I've already bought that DLC because it's awesome. Twenty fourteen is when it was initially released. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So what you're saying is Paul is on the money. Yeah, it's coming up on his 10th anniversary at some point. I don't even know what year we're in anymore. Are you sure I am eight? I'm I'm not 18 anymore, apparently. I I don't know my own age. Like, last year, the people were talking about my birthday. They said, like, oh, it's nothing really. But next year, you know, it's a big one. And they said, why? What are you next year? I'm like, well, it's my 40th. I said, Paul, how old do you think you are? (laughs) Um, Because I'm not 40 for another year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so in my head, I'm about 20, maybe. But I'm definitely 24. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stops. Once you're old enough to rent a boat, age becomes meaningless. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll keep that in mind. How old do you have to be to rent a boat? Um, I, I used to joke it was twenty-five. I actually don't know. I mean, you have to be twenty-five to rent a car. Oh. Oh well. Mate, same thing. Well, the maritime law is much more complex, much <laughs> like bird law. Oh well. Uh, this is Zed Games. I am Paul, and joining me here is Django, and yeah, we are me. about to talk about um Pokemon, the, the best kind of Pokemon, the arsiest kind of Pokemon. <laughs> Um, which I will never get old. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I will be pronouncing it as Arceus so, so as to avoid any. Uh, I, I, I feel getting fancy, like maybe Arceus. Arceus. Like, yeah, get even further away from it. Arceus. <laughs> yeah, feel a bit of passion behind it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, or, or maybe some terrible accents. Um, anyway, uh, I hear you have a review for us. I mean, it, it's a review. I have attempted to play the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, my, I just couldn't get it my, in the damn Switch. My varying degrees of attention keeping. Um, uh, you know you can only hit A so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a limit per Switch. It's a Pokemon game. It's still a Pokemon game. It's still press A. Um you know, everybody loves a Pokemon game. I'm just going to say it. You love a Pokemon game, even if you don't love Pokemon I, game. I, I don't love Pokemon <laughs> game. <laughs> you love Pokemon. Um, but it's a, it's a bit of a different Pokemon game that, to what you would be used to if you have played Pokemon for your entire life like I have. Um, for starters, you begin your journey by plummeting to Earth through a mysterious rift in the sky, which I described as something not quite nicely uh, earlier <laughs> off air. Quite arseist, <laughs> I believe you described it. <laughs> yes. Um, you have no knowledge of where you've landed, and the only thing you seem to be wearing are a tacky touristy t-shirt and some, like, board shorts. I was like, oh yeah, I have definitely worn that outfit before mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. life. Um, 
But you do have a fancy looking arc phone, which is really weird considering that everything in this game seems to be way, way back. Um, yeah, it's like the, in the olden days. The Pokemon version of like feudal times, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically. So you're found by, you guessed it, the professor. He's got like a bandana on his head or something. I don't know. Uh, he looks a little bit more disheveled than the professor you're used to seeing. Well, he's just inventing science. Yeah, at the exactly. Yeah. He is inventing science. And three. Pokemon, who are, of course, a fire type, a grass type, and a water type. Who would have guessed it? Um, you don't get to pick them just yet, though, because they're going to run off and make life difficult for uh-huh. you. Uh, so first, you have to help the professor get them back into handmade Pokeballs. These must be the very first ever Pokeballs that you will have ever like come across. Again, the professor is inventing science. Um, you will then have to prove yourself to the Galaxy team, and then you can pick your companion starter. But here's the great thing. You actually get to throw Pokeballs now. Mm-hmm. So um, you catch Pokemon out in the wild. You run around, kind of open-worldy, but not quite open-worldy. You run around, you lock on to them, you aim, and you f- fire. <laughs> you throw. Do, do you... Throw with a button or like a flick or something. You throw with a button. Ah. So it's I was, I was not they might quite pull there. Some of that. No. What What was the one they did, which was sort of go, but on the on the switch? Oh, uh, uh, let's go Pikachu. Let's go Pikachu. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go yeah. Eevee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got the cool little ball to chuck and everything if you wanted. Yeah. yeah. So you have to like prove yourself to the Galaxy team by catching three wild Pokemon, mm-hmm. right? Um. And uh, but given the history of like the the team names like Galact- uh, Galactic Team Galactic or whatever and Team Rocket and whatever and other games and shows of Pokemon existing, uh, my first question was: Am I am I the bad guy here? You, you just got it. You're, <laughs> you, you're beginning the slavery. I was like, I have. I, am, am I the problem? Is it me? <laughs> like I don't know. I, I, I feel that this won't be the Pokemon game to ask those questions. No, no because it's way before anything that we're used to. Um, but, and getting into that, you won't be fighting gym leaders. That's just not how this game works. Um, gyms don't exist. We know nothing about Pokemon yet. Uh, instead, you'll be focusing on catching, observing, and battling wild Pokemon, all for the benefit of the Pokedex and research. Um <gasps> But how can we have a Pokemon game without gym leaders? It's wild, kid. It's wild. This time, you're trying to rise through the ranks and collect star rankings instead. Because you've joined the Galaxy team or whatever they're called. I don't know. (laughs) You'll get these by exploring and interacting with new Pokemon to fill the Pokedex. We're in the wild, and we get to explore and have fun. Mm-hmm. It's not fully open world. That's what I'm just going to tell you. I was excited for an open world Pokemon game. That's all I've wanted my entire life. It's not fully open world, but it's close enough that I'm happy. Yeah, we. we it, it's not Breath of the Wild. It's Monster Hunter, as yeah, you were saying exactly. before. Yeah, it's, it's It's sections, which are large, but not... And you have a base yeah. that you... Yeah, and you, you go out, and it, it just sort of mitigates it a bit. Um... <clears throat> So, uh, 
you can kind of pick and choose when you battle wild Pokemon. You know, previously in Pokemon games, you haven't done that. You've walked through tall grass, and they've run up to you, and you're in battle all of a sudden, and it takes you still, like, 30 seconds to run away from the battle yeah, if you e- don't want to do it. Yeah, if it's if it's a low-level thing you're not yeah. interested in, it still takes time. Exactly. Whereas in this one, you can visually see the Pokemon. You can sneak up on them as well. It's, a, like, an achievement to catch them without them mm. seeing you. Um, and... Yeah, so you just you can choose that, and then you can choose to like throw Pokemon out to battle them, and they will attack you as a trainer. If they're a particularly aggressive type of Pokemon, they will attack you. I got attacked by a Rapidash. It 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 was large. <laughs> it was very large. I've never been like quite aware of the sizes of, the of Pokemon, size of yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And Rapidash, I had forgotten, were very large. But your Pokedex. Is a handbound journal. Uh-huh. Uh, it has individual tasks relating to each Pokemon that you encounter, and you can like complete the you complete the task and you complete the entry. Basically, um, I really enjoyed that aspect mm. because sort of in other games I've kind of just been like, oh, what like what am I doing with the Pokedex? I yeah. encounter Pokemon and it fills the Pokedex for me. And I also heard mm. talking to other people about it that because they sort of have these challenges with the Pokemon and filling this yeah. out, you. You, if you're not actually that interested in battling, you can kind of play a lot of the game. Not yeah. you could be like a just a catcher or the yeah. other way around. You can exactly. focus on the battling. You could, it gives you a little bit more freedom than most yeah. Pokemon games do. So I really enjoyed having new tasks, and yeah. I was constantly trying to figure out how I might um, be able to bait wild Pokemon into showing me certain moves. Because for some Pokemon, some of the tasks are to observe them doing a specific move oh, yeah. however many times i'm completely disregarding the fact that i could add that pokemon to my party <laughs> catch it Give add it move. and then make it do the move <laughs> no i need to bait it out of the pokemon to battle it because i catch them but like it's not as simple as switching out your party anymore yeah. you have to go to a pasture where they all run around oh, yeah. and you have to like get them so it's almost a it's bit different. Pokemon Snappish in that kind yeah. of challenge. It's like, I yeah. need this Pokemon to do this and uh, work out how that is. Yeah. And I'm out of throwing apples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, like, throw Pokemon at trees for them to collect berries. You throw them at rocks for them to smash the rock and oh, that's give fun. you stones. Because you have to craft your Pokeballs. Uh-huh. You have to craft your revives and your potions and all of that. You actually have to craft them. The music was different. Uh-huh. It's a different Pokemon game. I wasn't actually expecting the music to be different, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, the battle music was different. I think I prefer it this time around. <laughs> it's not as aggressive. Um, accessibility, I didn't run into... There's no accessibility menu. Mm. There's no... Um, but it's still Pokemon. Pretty much everything, sound-wise, there's a visual cue for. Mm-hmm. Um there's a visual cue when a Pokemon sees you. There's like an exclamation yeah. mark. There's a bit of a spotty sense. There's a an eye to show you over them that they're watching you, uh-huh. and then it'll show up if you turn away from them. It'll show up on your HUD. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, otherwise uh, there's an, it's it's a Pokemon game. How how did you find it visually overall? Um, I think it's like gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely. You know, it's still trying to keep that 
Pokemon look about it. Mm. So it's not like you, you can't expect it to look like The Last of Us. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but the, the landscape is oh, yeah. very low ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, I'm playing it. I was playing it handheld on yeah, my yeah. Switch, so it looks great handheld on my Switch. If I put it off on my massive TV, it might not no, translate no. as well. It's not Breath of the Wild. But it is It is funny because there was a lot of complaints pre-release. Yeah. And um, they didn't really disappear. They just got drowned out by people having fun. Yeah, um, which that's at the, the end thing. of the day, I like, didn't notice it because I was having yeah. fun. I play some bloody hideous games. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, sometimes that's my main appeal. I'm like, this game looks obnoxiously terrible. Yeah. I am 100 percent on board. Uh, yeah, no. It, as I said at the top, I don't like Pokemon generally. Yeah, I kind of like the uh, accoutrement that surrounds it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this one almost, almost, it hasn't. Cool. But I, I, I have got cool. a lot more um, appeal this time. I I love crafting. We know that I love a good open world game. We know that I, even though I'm terrible at them, I love a survival game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I'm having a fun time. I have a lot more to play still. But we'll, I don't know. If you want to get it, get it. It is expensive. <laughs> it's a Switch game. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, a, that's the, that's the best review of all time. If you want to get it, get it. <laughs> just do it. I have bought every single Pokemon game that has come out, except for Let's Go Eevee and mm-hmm. Let's Go Pikachu, um, since I could, since I started playing Pokemon. I have played every single Pokemon game that I could get my hands on. So the fact that I got it is not a surprise. I'm going to love it regardless. So my review is biased and take with that way <laughs> you will. Um, I'm jaded. It's fine. See, I'm gonna go home and play more. Pokemon. See, I've got my bias because because I had a I had a spare credit, for, but Kirby comes out next month, and that's my bias. Yeah, it's like no, I can't not Kirby. I can't Pokemon over Kirby. No, no, yeah, no. It's, it's set. We all have our limits. Exactly. <laughs> and mine is uh, Pokemon a mouthful mode, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, if you don't get a reference, you will in a month. But now we're about to leave you again because we Bye. are going to uh, play a re- review here from Elliot yeah. of the classic Brisbane game. Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. I have no idea. I'm I'm keen to hear this review. <laughs> well, I'm glad you are, because here it comes. Wait, where's the mouse? There it is. I'm going to click play now. The evil cassowary Boss Cass seeks to rule over Australia. Attempting to steal five mystical talismans to do so, he's confronted by a family of boomerang-wielding Tasmanian tigers. While fighting, Boss Cass opens a portal to the Dreaming to trap the tigers and take control. In a last-ditch effort to stop him, one of the tigers uses his boomerang to scatter the talismans and destroy the portal before falling in. Ty the Tasmanian Tiger shockingly centers around a Tasmanian Tiger called Ty. He's the last one, orphaned in the fight against Boss Cass. After talking to the Bunyip elder Nandu Gilly and finding out what happened to his family and that Boss Cass was up to no good again, he decides he needs to stop him and save the rest of the Tigers. In order to find the talismans that Boss Cass is after, he needs to collect Thunder Eggs. In his adventures collecting them, he helps plenty of other classic Australian animals, such as his dingo girlfriend Shazza, or the Tassie Devil Ranger Ken. This game absolutely looks like it was from 2002. The HD remaster smooths it out a little bit and definitely looks way better than the original, but it's still very clearly aged. 
In terms of gameplay, this is a pretty classic early 2000s 3D platformer. They've aimed for big open spaces with lots of bits and pieces to collect. The major focus of this game are the Thunder Rigs, which powered the talisman machine you need to find the talismans the boss casts after. But there's loads of extra things you can collect. Golden cogs to unlock more boomerangs, 300 opals in each level, and bilbies to save along the way. Using boomerangs as your weapons, you smack your way through lizard henchmen as you make your way through each level, which is a lot easier than it should be. Technically, each level is open world for you to explore and find stuff, but I often found that it was a pretty linear experience. It walked you through the level with the placement of opals, and the level goal was always pretty obvious. I didn't often need to go back to collect everything in each one. One thing I found in Tide this time round was that the camera was really painful. I know that was a pretty common complaint previously as well, but I didn't notice it as a kid. Playing it handheld on my Switch was easier, but when I had it on my TV, I was almost immediately nauseous. If you have a weak gaming stomach, would not recommend. The music in Tide is pretty fun. I wouldn't seek it out as a nostalgia trip or anything because I just didn't find it super impactful, but it did complement what you were doing pretty well, and it matched the aesthetic as a whole. I did really enjoy the sound effects though. Throwing boomerangs was pretty satisfying, both when they smack into things and when they get back to you. One thing I'm pretty conflicted about in this game is the voice acting. It's so absurdly Australian, and they use as many slang words as they can fit in there. The actors seem to have hammed up their accents to be as Australian as possible. G'day Ty, poor old Sheila's in a bit of a diz. It seems Booney has run off looking for thunder eggs. He heard you were collecting them. Wait a minute, that's my job. So it is. Depending on my mood at any given time, I either love it or I hate it. Overall, I loved Ty as a kid. I never had a PlayStation, so this was my Spyro. I loved how Aussie this game was. I related to the slang and the classic Australiana. I love the references to the Dreamtime and everything that went with that. But now I almost feel uncomfortable. I'm not well versed enough in First Nations history or stories to know if this has been done right. And I couldn't find any source information they used. I also couldn't see if they had First Nations voice actors for the game. Ty is a goofy 2000s 3D platformer and it's a lot of fun for that. It's very simple, it's relatively inoffensive, and I think if your kid wants to play a platforming game and is sick of Spyro or Crash, it's a fun alternative. Especially if you want something obscenely Australian. But frankly, with the camera issues that don't agree with my stomach, and just how painfully easy it can be, when I'm in the mood for a 3D platformer, I think I'd rather just go and play Spyro again. Thank you, Elliot, for that review of Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Now, it's you know it's a Brisbane game. The lead designer, John Passfield, is an absolute legend around here. His uh, game Halloween Harry is like a seminal game for me. It's just like, you know, really. Modern. But that um, you know, and have friends that have worked on the game, you know. But that won't stop me from saying that you know, I actually think that Ty is just a load of. I was Paul, and that was Django, because it's time for us to yell goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See, See you next time. time.